guys, this is Amateur Hour. This is today's free episode. If you want more bonus features and extra content, be sure to head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash amateur hour pod. See ya. <laughs> this is not going well. We're doing it anyway. Do the meatballs come out with it? Alright, so we're definitely cutting that out. Hey guys, welcome back to an episode of Amateur Hour. I'm your host for today, William. Excuse me? Also, you skipped our tagline. with it. You're fired. Oh. Dang it. Yeah, how can you host if you don't even know the a motto of the we show? We don't know what we're doing, but we're doing it anyway. No, that's obvious. You missed it. I am William. I'm Jackson. And I'm David. And together we're... Amateur Hour. Amateur Hour. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> I told Abby the other day. Baby. I wanted to. Oh yeah, we've surpassed no, the hundredth episode. Are you guys still no, still listening after a hundred episodes of this junk? This is uh, the first episode of the downfall of Amateur Hour because we passed. Oh 100. yeah, that's some we should talk about. Are we doing like a seasonal thing? It's gonna be like season two season of Amateur two. Hour. Hundred episode season. That's a long. <laughs> that's a long season. That's a long <laughs> season. We might not make we just, TV we long just keep, in a single season. Yeah, it definitely. We definitely just not making How I Met Your Mother or like supernatural season status. Uh, yeah, Those so we should just like keep 24. counting up then. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I'm saying I'm saying like 15 seasons and like a nine oh, season yeah. show. Like we're not doing that. Yeah. Yeah, we won't be alive that long if we're if we're doing it that way. I told Abby the other day that I so I we were watching a TV show. I don't even know what show it was, but they said, "What is this amateur hour on the show?" And I want to do like a super cut sometime of just like all the media ever like especially tv shows and movies where they say the name amateur hour and i want to like use that as like an outro or something oh i have, use I have it a as website an ad. actually pulled up on my phone so you can find it i was just gonna ask if you guys know if yeah, there's a website so where you can just enter a phrase and it will just I spit out yeah i literally have it open on a tab it's called yarn.co why why do you have that open already this is the first because time. I saw it on a TikTok the other day and it was like you can literally search any phrase and it'll find like every reference in like movies and TV shows. Oh, dude, that's We're doing it. Great. Okay. We're so gonna have a brand new to, like outro. put this out on a cast okay. as an ad <laughs> that yeah. is so uh, put on other people's podcasts to draw drive some traffic. There's a uh, hot tub time machine two, the it crowd, the SpongeBob movie, how I met your mother, 30 rock, the Goldbergs, big name, Futurama, Westworld, that 70s show. Yes. <laughs> the it crowd. <laughs> the it crowd. Thank you. Yes. Oh, well, I figured it was like the it crowd. Like I thought it was emphasizing it. Obviously I've never seen on it. that 70s show. Seinfeld, 13 hours. This Family is all Guy, amateur Phoenix, hour? And... Yeah. They all oh, say dude, amateur this hour. This is great. I knew well, it had to be a lot. This, this one says enough of amateur hour. <laughs> Well, the the show that we watched, I don't even remember what it was now, but it said, this has been amateur hour. And I was like, that'd be great at like the end. And it was like a really famous person. I wish I would have known the show it was, but this one parks and recreation and it gives you like the season and episode two. And it has like the actual clip you can download from it too. Yeah. Um, we need to do a super cut for everybody. That is amateur hour, Tom. <laughs> and then Seinfeld, is this amateur hour? Yes. Yes, it is. It's perfect. Yeah, there's yeah, this is I good. Bet, I bet uh, Abby and Katie are going to struggle to find so many pro hour references for their their new show. Much, yeah, much yeah, less commonly so. used vernacular. Yeah, there are fifty thousand seven hundred and fifty six uh, clips you can choose it could from. Be, 
could be a whole episode. It's just a compilation of, of <laughs> celebrities saying 50, amateur hour for us. of them? Dude, it could be 50, like 50,000. Now they a, a whole suite of 100 episodes all on its own. <laughs> yeah. Now, like this is they not all they don't all say like it's not like it, all of them you wouldn't want, but most of them are like good. You know, they're in context like this one from how I met, their, how I met your mother. Barney says, see, it's like amateur hour over here. Yeah. But then there's this one that says like. I'm honored that um, Barney Stinson so much for out. the amateur hour theory. But this this one from Garfield says, I didn't realize it was amateur hour. Yeah. So many good ones, oh, man. This isn't scary. This is amateur hour <laughs> from fresh off the boat. Yeah, there's nice. some good ones. So we yeah, got to do that. Stuff. I never actually saw yeah, fresh awesome. off the boat. I was tempted to get it's, into it it's but actually then it pretty got funny canceled show. and yeah i just never did it's pretty decent all right i'll check that out later but we'll we'll put okay. something together yeah. i don't know exactly what i want to do with it yet um but i just know i want it <laughs> yeah that'd be funny yeah so what are we doing um, today guys <laughs> uh, yeah back back to the episode yeah so tonight we're talking about news um <laughs> we got some got some cool uh, news stories for uh, you guys today uh, yeah yeah Welcome back to an episode of Amateur News. I'm your host, William. Um, today we're starting off with a, a fairly recent news story about the new Willy Wonka movie. You guys heard about that one? I have seen a little bit about it, yes. Now. Yeah, I've seen yes. the previews for it. And I've seen a so, lot of uh, debate on Twitter. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm favoring strongly to one side, but I'll get there in a second. <laughs> uh, so... If you guys have probably all seen, you've probably all seen both of the Willy Wonka movies, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. One came out in 2005. One came out in 1971. Um, they're, you know, they're good. I have they're only passable. seen the uh, 1971 version. I never really you've never seen the Johnny, the Johnny Depp version? version because he looked too much like a interesting. In he ends. does. Yeah, it's a very creepy, a little scary. It's a little bit of a creepy concept, but the 1971 film did very well, and so it, it did well enough for them to make a reboot, which is uh, not saying much because they make a reboot of everything. <laughs> but thankfully, this new movie is not like a reboot. It's not a like a I don't know. It, they're not remaking this, the same story for the third time. I mean, they're it's an origin doing, story. They're doing an origin story. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I was getting there. Oh, Pre- sorry. Appreciate that one. Yeah. Hey guys, um, did you know this one's an origin story instead of a remake? Yeah, I heard that too, man. Yeah. I recently learned that. William just told me. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so if you guys have not seen the trailer, I urge you to go watch it after the episode. However, I must warn you, it is uh it might make you want to die. Um, which is <laughs> I think we know what it made me want to do. William's stance on it. To me, I'm tired of Timothy Chalamet. Now, I know you guys liked him in Dune and you guys, you know, liked him in a few other things. And I thought the first few times he was in something, it was fine. And then he kept popping up and then he kept popping up and and kept on popping up. And now he's he's in this, which I probably won't even see this movie anyway. It doesn't really look interesting to me. I'm not a huge fan of the Willy Wonka series, but whatever. But it, it was just he puts off the most stereotypical theater kid vibes like i've ever seen it's and, and that's a bad super thing cringy to you? no it's very it's a very bad thing yeah like just like 
<laughs> like super like silly and like over the top for no reason like in a normal conversation i don't know it, and that seems weird coming from me because a lot of people think that i am a silly person however i do not find this kind of uh personality entertaining and the Soft way burn. he portrayed Boom. himself in yeah the way he portrayed himself in the trailer like i said earlier not only made me want to die but made me want to like immediately go write a bad review on the trailer and i did um so <laughs> are you gonna read I us just, the review that you wrote no no yes please <laughs> no do. i'm not <laughs> now that you've for the patrons it, you have to yeah it was essentially saying no word this for is word. the worst go, choice go look you it up and read it. possibly no i'll find i'll find it later i'll find it later um but yeah so it was just i'm not looking forward to this whatsoever it, the trailer did not make me want to watch the movie it made me want to never watch the movie which i don't think is the point of trailers <laughs> uh it just it, the writing seemed very eh. the way he read the lines made me feel really eh. and the whole thing just made me eh. so that's my that's my take okay uh i, I guess i'll go next on willy wonka i have only seen the discourse on twitter and like the cover picture of the trailer of him in his like classic purple outfit that's all i've seen i have not watched the trailer so i don't have an opinion about the trailer specifically but i do agree that i think there's not a reason to make this movie other than because maybe it'll make money uh, but like creatively, there's not a reason for this to exist. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm not really interested. However, I don't agree with the weird issues you have with Timothy Chalamet. Uh, I also think the only thing we have ever discussed him in on this podcast is Dune. I don't think we've reviewed him in anything else that I remember at least. Nah, he's, yeah, he's in a lot of like indie stuff, I think. Um, I think Dune was like one of the bigger things he's done. He was fantastic in Dune, but I, I just want it to be clear that I don't feel like Jackson and I have been Timothy Chalamet shills on this podcast or something, which was the vibe I was getting from you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I, I could care less if, about this movie. That's that's my summary. I would I would really like you guys to go watch quickly the nine second video that I sent in the chat so you can kind of understand what i mean by a typical theater kid because this is exactly how he acted in the trailer yeah I, yeah <laughs> was that actually timothy chalamet's voice just replaced with yes, this guy that was, acting yeah that yes. was in the trailer okay that was like the clip that everybody was circulating on twitter yeah um and yes i watched that a couple times and was like yeah i in timothy chalamet's defense i do think he is good when he is put in the correct role such as when he was cast in dune <laughs> i do not think that he should have gotten this role and i'm sure he's a great guy but i do agree with william that he does give off a little bit of a theater kid vibe um but not in a great way and it's very clear in the in the the willy wonka trailer and it's a weird, it's a weird thing because he's not overacting. Like he's not like this video you just showed us. No. It's almost like he's phoning it in, in my opinion. Like he's very flat. He's very like one level. And I think that works for some stuff. 
like Dune, like that character is very like he's tortured, but he's also like quiet. And he's like, that was good for that role. And I think that the popularity of Timothy Chalamet right now in the zeitgeist is overshadowing what would have been a better maybe casting for that role. Now, I don't know who I would replace. I saw somebody on Twitter suggest Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza should have done it. And I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> um, and I would that love to, been funny. I would love I to see that, that movie. For sure. Yeah. Um, no, I would much rather see it if it had him and Chris Pratt in it or her and Chris Pratt in it. If they were like, like Chris Pratt, Pratt was the Oompa Loompa. Yes. And <laughs> yes. Instead of Hugh Grant as the Oompa Loompa, we put Chris yeah. Pratt as the Oompa Loompa and then make them both be in almost every scene. That movie I would have watched. Yeah. <laughs> Why not just put Tom Cruise in there? He's been taking all the movies recently. Too much the Rock, CGI. The Rock Tom played, Cruise doesn't do CGI. The Rock played Wally Wonka. Yeah. That's, that's another one of those characters I can't stand in movies right now because he's in everything. The Rock? The Rock? Yes. Yeah. I do I don't agree like that anyway, I think- but very recently he has kind of overstayed his welcome of being in everything i really like a lot of the stuff he does i think it's just enjoyable i mean it's not like oscar worthy or anything but it's very enjoyable to me but i do think that the rock has started to be in too many things for too long to still be funny my main issue with the willy wonka thing is actually not even timothy chalamet it's why is this film being made in the first place yes like it's very unnecessary in my opinion i definitely won't be seeing it in theaters i'll wait till it comes on some streaming service or something um it's wb so it'll probably be max yeah i mean i hate to be that way because i'm i don't i don't want to like judge it before it comes out but it just does not interest me whatsoever no and to be clear i really like the gene wilder Wilder movie i love the gene wilder version and the johnny depp one was terrible yeah. So like maybe they are trying to redeem it a little bit, but with the like an origin story type thing, but it's just like, come on guys, come up with something original, please. I, I have a question. That would be great. And then I can be done with mm. this topic. Same. This is a prequel, we know, like an origin story rather. That's what I mean. It's an origin story. Is it a prequel to one of the two versions of Wonka we have? Like, is this supposed to be young Gene Wilder's version or young Johnny Depp's version. I can't imagine it's young Johnny Depp's version because that one bombed so hard. But do you guys know, is that, is that a thing or is this just like we're telling a new side of I the think, story and it's separate from everything? I think it's just, I mean, both the movies were pretty similar on how they made the storyline. Like they didn't really change the story much or the plot or anything like that. So I think it's genuinely just, this is how he got there because both yeah. those movies told pretty much the same story. Um, so I, I, I think it's just his so answer is story. yes, yes, yeah. yes. And no. <laughs> cool. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I just yeah. was wondering if they had been clear about that and I didn't know because I haven't looked into it at all. Cool. Yeah. Willy Wonka coming to theater near you. You might watch it because it might be the only thing in theaters by the time it comes out and there's nothing else <laughs> yeah, to see that. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. That's called foreshadowing. Tell us about, um, tell us about uh, how we can get a free TV. Yeah, so this is actually <laughs> this is an not older, an ad. <laughs> no, yeah, this is an older story, but but it is. Um, 
This is an older uh, story, but they just had some some more stuff come up this week, so I, I figured I'd go ahead and mention it. Um, so there is a there's a company called Telly, and what they're doing is they're giving away, and yes, they are giving away five hundred thousand four K fifty five inch TVs. But there's a catch. Um, so yes, you genuinely can get a fifty five inch four K dual screen TV for free. However, the bottom half of the screen, it's like a whole separate, like where, like some TVs have a built-in soundbar and it has this, but right below that, there's a separate little screen that constantly plays ads. And it's not like sound ads, so you can't hear the ads, but it's that would be like awful. a rolling. Yeah, <laughs> if it, it was just awful. playing ads over you trying to watch the new Willy Wonka show. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but it's, it's a constant rolling screen of ads. And the way they're paying for it is these people are paying to advertise on these TV screens and the ads are tailored to you. So I have actually gone through the process. I'm on the list to get one of these. You're one of the 250,000 people who've signed up that have signed up already. Yep. So I have signed up for it. I've been signed up for a few months. So I'm hoping I I don't know if I'm actually going to get it. Like if they send me the email and say, hey, your TV's ready. I'm assuming they're going to have like a confirm that you still want it thing. I don't know if I'm going to do it because of the, the yeah, catch. Because so of, <laughs> there's more catches um, than just it rolling ads all the yes. time. Oh, really? <laughs> so, well, not not really, but like if you met, so I'll, I'll get into it. So 250,000 people have already signed up and the news this week is that they started sending them out. So they they plan on having the majority of the TVs in people's homes by Q4 of 2023, which is the end of this year. Um, so... Yeah, so the thing with this is it comes it comes free with Chromecast and the Google TV adapter. Um and there are ads at the bottom. However, if you do not agree to the team or if you violate their terms of agreement, which is basically saying that you have to not mess with the bottom part of the TV, uh, then Telly reserves the right to demand the TV to be shipped back. Otherwise, you will get charged a thousand dollars for the credit card associated with the account. So you must use the product as your primary television in your household. You must keep your TV connected to the internet at all times, and you're not allowed to use any ad blocking software. In addition, users may not make physical modifications to the product or attached uh, peripheral devices to the product not expressly approved by Tele. Um, Any attempt to open the product's enclosure will be deemed an unauthorized modification. Um, So... What they're trying to do is they're trying to make TV free for people. They're trying to get more people using, you know, television again. And I think what one of the articles I read was was saying is like there's a younger generation of people that only stream things. So they don't see all the regular ads you would on TV and it's hurting advertisers. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to get the that younger demographic to still see ads and then incentivizing them with the free TV. So, I mean, honestly, like it's a pretty good strategy. It's a free TV, a free, nice TV that has a built in soundbar from Harman and supposedly Carmen. it's a really Retarded. nice one. Yeah. Yeah. Harman Kardon is uh, a really good brand. Yeah. But you just have to see ads all the time and they're, you know, they're taking pretty good precautions. I don't know how they'll be able to tell if you have like peripheral device or if, like you cover it or make modifications. Cameras. So in the article, yeah, there, Cameras. there is sensors that. Even it says in the article that can tell how many people are watching the television at any one time. Mm. So my thought was, if we really wanted to get around this, I know you can't attach peripherals to it, but if you made a sleeve 
for that thin screen and you had little cutouts where the sensors are, how would they be able to tell? You know what I mean? You just have to be certain you know where all the sensors are before yeah. you start this attempt. Yeah. Which for people well, listening but- is fairly easy. If, if they're like IR sensors, you can do yeah. that with certain cameras and certain lights. You can figure out well, where the sensors on the thing are. It would have to be on for you to see it too. And you would want to put that on before you turn it on or connect right. to the internet, I guess. So, but if it's, if it's not a camera and it's an actual sensor, it wouldn't matter if you like, if you had it on, I mean, they couldn't tell what you were doing if it's not a camera. That's true. Just saying. Yeah, it, it is a little creepy. Um, I will say the, the process to get one is, is interesting. They ask you a series of questions like they want to know, you know, how many people live in the house, how many, you know, what your gender is, like what um, your mother's maiden name is. Uh, your they, social security <laughs> number is. Your social security number. No, yeah. but they do ask questions like, where do you shop normally? Like, do you shop online? Do you get takeout very often? How many times a day do you get or how many times a week do you get takeout? Like, what places do you frequent? Like, if you could order, you know, takeout from your TV, would you? And like this kind of stuff and and really just general questions about like your your money and what you spend it on because it is all tailored to you. And they also ask you stuff like, do you participate in the stock market? Like, do you follow any of these stocks or like, do you follow any of these companies and that kind of stuff? So it looks like they're going to have um, probably something to do with like stock market on there, like, you know, showing you the numbers. And I imagine like that's probably an advertising thing for them too. Um, it seems like there might be some apps that are integrated with this too. So like if you, see an advertisement for mcdonald's you might have the option to you know get it delivered to you from the tv so it i don't know it might be an interesting uh it might be an interesting thing i don't know i'm not a huge fan of ads being rolled on the screen the entire time but if they could find a way for you to not have to watch ads on streaming apps ever because you're using that tv it might be worth it might be worth it. I don't know. So like, you would rather have for- like peripheral or ads rolling in your peripheral vision at all times rather than it interrupting a show for 30 seconds. Yeah, honestly. OK, <laughs> honestly, so yes. what if we start a company that does like a side thing of this? If it's not a free TV, you can use whatever TV you want, but you have to put this little tablet on the wall next to your TV that is constantly streaming ads and we're getting paid through all the individual streaming services for those ads being served to you but then the user doesn't have to get ads like i mean netflix doesn't have them really actually didn't they just introduce an ad supported tier like the last few months uh the the lowest tier is now yeah okay so i guess even them now uh but be able to grab those like would that be interesting to you william Something like that, having having a third party device yeah. that does the same thing as this, but removes all the ads from your different streaming services you use. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would use that in a heartbeat. I think I'm like, it, I mean, if you think about it, I'm like 80 percent sure I would not. I, I, I need to really? think about it some more and would have to know a lot more about the specific details of what it's doing. And like if the sensor on this one specifically is that big round black part in the middle of the sound bar that's between the two screens doesn't look so much like a sensor to me as much as just a straight up camera 
which I'm definitely not all right with. If it's a sensor that's just like kind of can tell how many heat signatures there are in the room or something like that, I guess that's fine. But beyond that, it kind of creeped me out a little bit. Yeah. In this example, they have on the website in the article, they have like a TV stand, like an entertainment system kind of underneath it, and it's a wall mounted TV. All you need to do is get some like kind of tall plants and just stick them in front of the, in front of the little screen. Yeah, I don't like this. I'm going to be honest. I don't, it's cool. Like if you want to, I 100% support anybody who wants to try this. I think it's an interesting idea. I would never have one in my home. Uh, it just doesn't appeal to me at all. Like I don't like targeted ads in the first place. And to be giving all these people your information of like what you like and what you're, I know a lot of people have this already. So, but just to like give a company willingly, like here's all the ads that you should like put in front of my face at all times. <laughs> I don't like that. I, I, I'm also concerned about not being able to like blacklist certain ads that show up. Like, like what is the rating system for these ads? I mean, am I going to be, that's a good question. I mean, am I going to get, because I'm a white male of a certain age, I'm going to get like a billion Victoria's secret ads down there all the time. And I can't do anything about it. I mean, that kind or of even thing political would concern ads. me. You're just like blasted with political ads all the time. Yeah. That would also be um, awful. Another, another thing with this, it is a camera. It is because a camera. Because on their website, they advertise you can do Zoom calls and it's like make the biggest screen in your home your Zoom screen or whatever. So yeah, it I'm is out. a camera. So I could podcast um, from my couch. You could, yeah, and they yeah. also have a, it, a. They advertise like there's forty forty video games that you can play that are interactive with the screen and the camera, so it looks almost, almost like, like a Flappy Bird type uh, of game. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's, like that's interesting too. I can't connect things to it that aren't on some kind of approved list. Like, does it, does that list exist already? I mean, does that mean I can't plug an Xbox into it, I, or you know, a, I don't know what exactly that. means. I don't know if that means like you can't try to like hijack it, you know, because yeah, like I, that's people, what like, I was assuming the intent was. Things, but yeah. if there's like actually an approved list of peripherals that you can plug in, that's a little yeah. weird. Yeah, I don't know. Last question see. I have about this, and then we should probably move on because we have a lot to cover. But yep. the thousand dollar thing <laughs> is it that if you violate the terms of service, they take the TV and charge you a thousand dollars? Or is it like you get to keep the TV and the ad thing that you snipped off, but they're going to charge you $1,000 for the TV? Probably the latter. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. like if you choose I not to send the TV back, they automatically charge, charge you the price of the TV. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Congrats, you bought okay. a TV. Interesting. Yeah. So if you want the TV and you can jailbreak it and use it for whatever you want, then just take it by the terms of service and pay the thousand dollars and be done with it. I just can't wait to see all the YouTube videos of creators oh, who specifically get these just knowing they're going to lose a thousand dollars on it. Cause that's nothing for yeah. big creators and just taking circular yeah. saws to the bottom screen, cutting it right <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. I can already see so, the Mr. Beast video. <laughs> yep. I bought a thousand of these TVs and invited a thousand of my subscribers to violate terms of service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i we'll, we'll see i might you know i might get one i might not 
well, who knows? But if it's something you're interested in and it's something that you don't mind ads being uh, thrown at you 24-7, then, you know, there's a go to go to telly.com and sign yourself up. They're still giving away 250,000 more. So I'm sure you could probably get one if you tried. If you and need if, a free TV. And if Telly's listening and you're Sponsors. interested in, you know, putting some ads on a podcast, <laughs> let's say, hit us up. Yeah, let us know. We know how much you like ads. Anyway, we want to do a couple quick hit ones before we do the bigger ones. Yeah. So I guess let's let's talk about threads real quick. Quick Uh, Fire. Somebody want to say what threads is and why we're talking about it? Yeah. uh, Mark Zuckerberg was jealous of Elon Musk um, (laughs) buying Twitter. So he just made Twitter, but for Instagram and made it to where you use your existing Instagram login which was actually a good feature of it because you didn't have to sign up with a brand new like uh, handle or anything. It just uses your Instagram handle, which I really appreciated. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just Twitter for what Facebook owns it. Meta. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Meta. Get with the times, dude. Uh, the only other thing about that I will bring up is that uh, Elon almost immediately sued him over this. And yeah. it's one of the first times, at least in the social space that i'm aware of of companies suing each other for totally copying each other which is what all of them do a new feature comes out all 27 other ones develop an identical feature so i'll be interested to see where this goes but that's all i really have to say about this one yeah it's a weird lawsuit i do understand sort of because when you look at it like everything is exactly the same as twitter like the way you interact with all the posts, there's not like some weird twist that Instagram put on it. You can like it, comment, retweet it, or send. It to no, it's like called rethread it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I get, I get why they would be upset because they didn't really add anything like new. It was just they just literally redid it and said this is thread instead of Twitter. So like, I, I get it. Um, my, but my again, only like, question is, do they have a better verification process than Twitter? Because I might be sold then. Actually, that's a lie. I'm sure it's probably exactly the same as Instagram. I would never switch, but (laughs) yeah, I don't think you have to pay for verification um, on threads or Instagram. So it already automatically Mm -hmm. in my mind is better. Yeah. One thing I I will say, uh, I am on threads and it's cool. Um, The best thing about it right now is that none of the racist or weird meme or NFTs have gotten to it yet. Uh, I'm sure it's just a matter of time, but that's a big plus in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, it's a matter of time. I sure. praise. Yes. Or maybe not. It's like maybe, maybe a they glimpse won't. of the old internet or the very yeah. minor foreseeable future. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There were a lot of people um, on certain political sides that announced they're leaving on Twitter. And basically, all the comments were like, you don't have to announce yourself. Leave. <laughs> like, there's, there were some funny tweets like that. Just people saying, I'm. I'm deleting my Twitter and going to threads and all the comments are just like, we don't care. <laughs> Go <laughs> just leave already. It would never treat kind of you that way on threads. Yeah, that was, that was an interesting, that was an entertaining part of it at least. But yeah, I just weird, weird thing for him to do. Literally just copied it. And uh, he tweeted for the first Mark Zuckerberg tweeted for the first time since like 2012 or whatever. Oh, to <laughs> was like, basically yeah, to my app. Yeah. <laughs> So that was funny. That was actually kind of a funny, uh, you know, get zucked, you know. So 
Um, on, on a side note to this, uh, supposedly <laughs> Elon Musk and Zuck are going to fight in a cage match sometime in the near future. Yeah. So uh, I that, believe it when I yeah, see it. Uh, that they've was both been training, not on my bingo card for 2023 or any year. No, but I guess we're getting it anyway. I'll say, old Zuck has actually been training real hard, and he yeah, won his first like, tournament yeah. a few weeks ago for jujitsu, and. uh he's he's actually kind of ripped it's kind of he's not like big he's not jacked but he's like very toned and it's really weird seeing this billionaire like super lizard man weird lizard man like yeah. wrestling <laughs> on the ground with imagine like imagine getting beat by mark zuckerberg in a competition knowing that like if you hurt this dude if you hurt him you're you're gonna die or <laughs> yeah. you will never that's have why the same life first competition again. And why know, Elon is yeah. the only one willing to stand up to him because he's got the same <laughs> lawyers or better ones. Yeah. <laughs> His secret is he pins somebody to the mat and he whispers in their ear, I have all your information. Yeah. <laughs> I, saw that, I saw that tweet. Yeah, and uh, then they just tap yeah. out. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Weird stuff. He's a squirrely so, little dude, though, for sure. So, William, have you been using the iOS 17 beta? Yeah, so I have. Um, iOS 17 got announced a few weeks ago and the public beta is out currently the first iteration of it uh one thing that they did differently this year with the developer beta is they allowed anyone to join it for free so you didn't have to pay there was that um there used to be a 99 dollar paywall um it is no longer the case but the public beta is out anyway i've been using it for the last two or three days um you know it's not a huge change there's not a whole whole lot just surface level that's that's weird about it there's a different layout in the um in the messaging app so when you are wanting to send like pictures or you want to send a voice memo or anything like that it looks a little bit different um it's not the same like at the bottom you actually click like a plus and like a whole menu pops up from the side to pick everything huh. and it, it does look a little bit cleaner um i have seen a lot of things that the control center was changed but it didn't on mine it's still the same as it was in ios 16 so that that's uh, another thing that i just haven't seen yet um, another kind of big change is the standby mode, which people are going to say it. Android has been doing it for years. Um, this is already a thing in the Android world, has been for a very long time. But Apple did finally make their iteration to it. Um, basically, when you are on a charger and your phone is horizontal, it's supposed to pull up the standby mode, which can have like a clock and certain widgets, um, any important notifications that pop up. The good thing about it is you don't have to have it on an Apple like stand or anything like that. It can be any any charger as long as it's char- charging and horizontal. Um, it will it will work for standby mode. Like even if it's a lot p- of people physically plugged in, it doesn't have to be a wireless charger. Yeah, yeah it doesn't have okay, to be a wireless cool. charger. Yeah, um, I have not been able to personally get it to work on my phone. Um, I'm not quite sure why. Maybe maybe it does have to be a wireless charger, and I just don't realize it. But I it it seemed to just say as long as it's plugged in. Um, but maybe you do have to have a wireless charger, and I'm just wrong about that. Uh, but it is it is pretty cool. Um, another big thing that they have is AirDrop updates. Uh, for AirDrop, the way AirDrop works and the reason it's so good is because the phones that you're AirDropping to actually create their own Wi-Fi signal. So uh, when you are AirDropping somebody a picture, you're super close to them. They create a very weak, but, you know, it very weak uh, signal. But, like, when you're next to each other, it's pretty strong. They create their own 5G Wi-Fi signal between the two phones. So that way they're able to transfer that together. Uh, big thing with this is now 
if you are to walk away from someone that you're airdropping a photo to, if you're already in the process, even if you lose connection with that phone with the Wi-Fi that it creates, it'll still do it over the cloud. So you can start a video, airdrop it to somebody and walk away from them. You don't have to stand next to them the entire time while they're, that thing is airdropping. Yeah, that, I, so that is, that is a pretty cool yeah, thing. I'll jump in here. Air, that is one of the biggest reasons that I have had problems with airdrop in the past is because sometimes you don't even walk away, but the connection just gets interrupted somehow and the airdrop fails. And so the fact that it, yeah. that at least in theory won't happen, that it'll instead just divert to going through a regular 5g signal to the cloud and to the other person is a fantastic change that I think will make this much more usable. Yeah. Um, another quick little thing they did with airdrop is now you can, you can airdrop your contacts. I was about and, to ask and what about you do that. is, yeah. So you make your own contact photo. So, um, you can personalize it pretty much however you want. You can put your own picture. You can make your own like name at the top with the font, um, anything that you want to put on there. And you make your contact photo for other people's phones. So they do that sort of now with like the, the picture. So if you upload your own picture on your phone, other people have the option to like kind of change it to that and add your name in there however you have it. But now it's like what comes up when people call you. So you can kind of control what people see when you call them or if you FaceTime them, anything like that. So that's a pretty cool feature. It, it just adds more of a personalization aspect and to get people to use it more. Um, some other things with that, like um, I, I like you that can feature airdrop. because it, it's like those NFC tags or the yes. um, like the contact cards that people carry around, yeah. like business cards, essentially. They're like, yes. here, call me or whatever. Uh, if you need anything and now you can just literally just like touch your phone together and it just yeah. drops it instantly and which that's is a, nice yeah that's a big market um that yeah. people were so they kind of took over that they were that's like true, you know what, yeah. we'll just do it ourselves um but it's it's pretty cool if you guys remember do you guys remember back in like the early early days of smartphones there was that app called bump it yeah so you could like bump your phones together yeah. and it would use nfc to like share contacts this is exactly what that is and it has a it little animation between the phones too yeah um it, google bought that app and they really didn't do anything with it but now apple has their own thing so it, it's just kind of interesting if if anyone if anyone remembers that it was like a really cool concept that just kind of never went anywhere but now apple's doing it themselves um some other small improvements uh autocorrect now is a lot better so if you ever were typing something and you type something a weird way or you're trying to use like a slang term and you press a space bar and it corrects it to what it thinks it should say. And then you backspace and you type it again and you press space and it again autocorrects it to what the phone thinks you're trying to say. It won't do that anymore. If you want to type something a weird way, um, it won't autocorrect it for certain things. Um, it's gotten a lot smarter with its. I think they implemented some sort of AI in there to like actually learn how you type this time. So I, I have been using it. It is better. It is better. I will say it's not perfect, but it is a much needed improvement from where it was. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, widgets are now interactive. So you can have like your reminder widgets on the side and you can actually like tap them and, and tap your reminders, like to check them off the list, that kind of stuff. Um, and I, that is open up to third-party developers. So apps can make their own interactive, interactive widgets. Um, and then really the, the last thing I wanted to talk about the last big thing, I guess, is, and it's not even one of the ones that they put on their like presentation. It's the personalized voice. 
So with this new iOS update, you can go to the accessibility options. Um, accessibility, not accessibility. Um, anyway, so you can go to your accessibility options and make your own voice. And your phone will recreate your voice uh, with text-to-speech. So you have like 150 phrases that you speak into the phone and they're like super weird stuff but you go through that it takes it says it takes like 15 minutes it took me probably about 30 minutes to get through all of them um but right now my phone is creating ai like through ai my voice so it's recreating it 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 says it can take overnight i've seen some people say that it takes a few days because it only does it while your phone is locked and charging um because it it does it all locally on your phone. It's not in the cloud. It's all locally on your phone. So that that is kind of nice because they, you know, they don't it. have access. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they say they don't have access to your AI voice that they're creating. I've seen some examples of it. It's not the best thing, but it does work and it does sort of sound like you. So I'll be interested to see how it sounds when mine is done. And I'll uh, I'll see if maybe I can record some of it and then send it to you, Jackson, if you yeah. want to play yeah, a it, few examples of it. Finishes in time and stuff, we'll, we'll put it in little insert here so you guys can hear William's AI voice. Over the next several days, William, you need to make random voice memos and send them to us. And at some point in those voice memos, use the AI to make it. Okay. And see if we we can do that. Like, I don't know if it can do that. That was my question. Like, what is the implementation? Like, does it replace Siri? No. And, And they should. They should kind of add that. And the reason they didn't talk about it in their presentation of iOS 17 is because it's not a it's not a flagship feature like this is not something they're trying to promote this is genuinely for people and the 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 reason behind is like well there's some people are gonna lose their voice or some people you know their vocal cords deteriorate so this gives them a way to still be able to communicate with people with words and still resemble something of their former self so it, it's more of that's why it's it's in the accessibility feature. It's for people that have disabilities that might lose their voice eventually so that they can kind of like preserve it and still be able to use their voice. So this is like um, that. You so type like you're texting and then it speaks for you. Yeah. So you triple uh, you turn it on in the settings. You triple click your lock button and it pulls up um, a text box and you type whatever you want. You click it and it'll read your voice out. That would be cool if they would implement that in other ways. And they might they might in the future, now that now that this feature is there, if people like it, if people want them to do that, that does open the door for them to replace Siri with your voice or you know, that kind of stuff, like people do with ways, like having other people read your directions. I guess I just assumed that's what it was was that this was replacing Siri. I mean, because like you can have a you know I want my Siri to be Australian or British or yeah. whatever. Uh, interesting that it's not that. I guess it does make more sense in the immediate future as an accessibility feature with the way you're describing its capabilities right now. But yeah, that's will be interesting to keep yeah. an eye on over the next couple that, of years. That would be cool. And that, that would have been cool if they did that. But again, I don't think that was their purpose with making this. Um, I think it was genuinely just for people with certain disabilities. So, but maybe in the future, if people, like I said, if people want that, maybe they will start to do stuff with it. But right now it's just a very simple, um, simple text to speech thing. Is there anything that you do not like so far about the iOS 17 beta? 
and speak quickly because my phone is downloading it now and I have time to cancel. <laughs> no, no, I, I, it, there's nothing wrong with it. it there, there's a lot of good things. This is probably one of the biggest updates that they've done in a long time. Um, it is still a little glitchy. Like there are sometimes I'll, I'll see a glitch. Like if I if I go into a text, and I'm trying to text somebody. I can't see what I'm typing because the keyboard like goes over where it's supposed to. And, but mm. then I just swipe down and swipe back up and it fixes it. Um, there's nothing in there that I'm like, wow, I wish they wouldn't have done this. Uh, it does take a little bit of getting used to the biggest thing with like the texting and like the menu that pops up. That's a little bit different than what I'm used to. But by this point, I'm I'm pretty much used to it after using it for three a few days. So yeah, it's not a big deal. Um, uh, one one last little feature that I thought was really cool, and I actually accidentally did it the other day, is you can now answer people on the phone call while your voicemail is playing. So you can retroactively answer a phone call while someone's leaving you a voicemail. Oh, I and did. If see someone's that leaving you a voicemail, yeah, it's like you have the old classic voice uh, answering machines yep. rather back. Yep. Yes. Okay. And it will live transcribe to you a voicemail. So if you want to wait until if you if someone's calling you, you don't want to answer, and they start you know leaving you a voicemail, it'll live transcribe it for you. And then you can be like, oh, maybe I do want to answer that. And you can pick it's that like, up. oh, this was really important. I need to yes. get this. I didn't realize how important this phone call was. Yeah, that's and I did that the other day accidentally. I missed someone's phone call and I picked it up while it was they were leaving me a voicemail and they were like, that's super weird. How did you just like I was literally leaving you a voicemail. How did you answer the phone? It's like people forgot that you used to be able to do that yeah. Like yeah. just regularly before smartphones. <laughs> but it was funny because I was like, oh, I guess that's because I have the new update. Like I didn't even realize you were leaving me a voicemail yet. <laughs> So yeah, I mean it's a, it's a pretty cool update. There's some there's some good features in there. Um, there's a there's a few other things that um, are beneficial for like and it's basically all these new features are for if other people have iPhones. A lot of them are between iPhones that you can use these things. So um, it Typical is definitely Apple. geared towards the Apple ecosystem. But it, it's a it's a pretty nice update. There's there's a lot of visual changes which are nice and much needed. So yeah, like the FaceTime uh, video voicemail and those kinds of things are all cool. Yeah. But that was my main problem with it. I'm like, okay, but I don't FaceTime people to begin with anyway. But if I did, I would only be able to talk to certain people and that would be weird. So yeah, this is a cool feature. I don't know if it's, I'm ever going to use it. Yeah. Maybe you should FaceTime us more, David. Yeah, maybe you should. But, uh, so yeah, so I mean, definitely worth doing. I, if you're not, a just dying for some of these features there's no reason for you to use the beta right now it does hurt your battery a little bit just because they're constantly updating it they're constantly doing things to it so but if you are interested in tech and that kind of stuff and you like that kind of stuff i think it's always interesting to to try the betas just to see what the new features are because you do get to give feedback and a lot of the times if you give feedback and give a good reason for it, they they do end up changing it in future updates. So I will say yeah. I'm Always glad people like that. you go like doing that. I'm one of these people that doesn't update to the new version till like four months after it's been publicly released <laughs> and they've done many patches to it because I just want yeah. my I just want it to work. And very, very rarely, like it's been literally years since there was a feature that made me that I wanted so badly that I updated it as soon as it came out and I've never done the betas. Yeah. I enjoy doing the betas most of the time. I'll do like usually like every other one, if there's a really cool feature that I like. So basically with this AI voice thing, uh, 
we need to, everyone should start doing that just in case they have like a throat injury or something so they can preserve their voice kind of like in avatar, the avatar yeah. review we did a couple weeks ago where the, the bad guy did the brain scan preemptively in case they needed yeah. to bring him back. Right. Uh, so that yep. that's kind of cool, but also does lead kind of into one of the complaints of our next topic which is the writer's strike update, which now is not just the writer's strike. It is also the screen actors guild strike. They are both now on strike, which means Hollywood is basically ground to a stop. If everything has already been filmed for something and they are just in the editing room, I guess they can keep going, but that's the only thing they can do right now. They can't prep new things. They can't shoot things that were already prepped. They can only finish stuff that is, mostly over the line to begin with. Uh, and one of the big reasons that they're the screen actors guild specifically, uh, was decided to go on strike was that they were not being, uh, listened to about, uh, likeness rights for their actors. So likeness and voice, both of the we've seen in the last few years with consent. And I think once, that I'm aware of without consent, a company putting out a new movie with the voice and or likeness of a no longer with us person playing a beloved character. Uh, and it has been met with mixed reviews from both audiences and the actors themselves. I mean, again, I think there was, I'm only aware of one time that it was done without the consent of like the family of, of the said actor. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's one of the big issues that they're fighting with is basically you can't film me once and then use my likeness until the end of time. That's, that's what they're trying to fight for, uh, as well as some other things. Uh, what, what I found most interesting about this though, is apparently it's the first time there's been a double strike of the writer's guild and the uh, screen actors guild at the same time in 63 years. The last time was in 1960, and it was when Ronald Reagan was actually one of the leaders of the Screen Actors Guild. So it's been a very long time since this this has happened. And uh, I, I actually, the something I found interesting about this was the way it was covered by the news, at least that I saw the first day it happened that the Screen Actors Guild went on strike. It was presented as if the Screen Actors Guild went on strike just in like solidarity of the writer's guild after all the horrible things that were said about uh, the studio's plans for how they were going to starve out writers and make them lose their houses and that kind of stuff, which I mean is partially true. They are wanting to be unified with the writers, but that's not actually why the, the screen actors guild went on strike. They went on strike because they too did not have their demands met by the studios. And like I said, it took me a couple of days to really see anywhere that made it obvious that that was why they were on strike and not just because we support the writers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a fear of theirs. Just like you were talking about with likeness stuff. Uh, were you referring to the star Wars incident where they didn't get consent? Yeah. With, uh, Carrie, um, Fisher. Carrie Fisher, thank you. Um yeah, that that's really the only time I know of of that they didn't 
it didn't go over well with a lot of fans either. Um, but the other interesting thing is not just like the whole AI thing with the writers and the AI likeness thing with the Screen Actors Guild, but also with the residuals. And we talked about yes. this when we did the interview with uh, Graham Gordy. And we were kind of under the impression that most streaming services just got, gave like very not as good as it used to be residuals. Apparently it's like almost nothing. Um, I saw some videos of some actors posting stuff on TikTok that was like showing all their roles uh, on these streaming services for these specific shows. And like, it'd be like 50 different roles in 50 different, different episodes. And they got like $23 for that month of, <laughs> of residuals. Yeah. I don't know what the time period was. It could have been a month. It could have been like six months. Um, but ridiculously low residuals, whereas the executives of these companies and the production companies and the producers are giving themselves massive bonuses every year in, in the millions of dollars. And that's, that's really like where the crux of, of the issue of is. Dollars. Yeah. Yeah. The crux of the issue is that these people that are at the very, very top, and this is a tale as old as time, but people at the very top are the ones that are getting all the payouts for this when the people that are doing the actual work creating these things are getting next to nothing like dirt dirt money and uh and it's not just like people that are just part of the union that are extras and stuff like there are major hollywood actors participating in the strike like nothing's happening yeah um one of the i and i'm completely support this but today i found out that severance is now on hold and uh i'm a little upset about that <laughs> um but Were other than that i'm in complete of support of this yeah yeah they're in the midst of filming the second season um <laughs> and as as far as i know like even a lot of the workers in hollywood that are not necessarily um screen actors but they still might be part of the writers guild or the screen actors guild uh just as like a side thing uh even like editors and stuff like that some of them are striking so there's a lot of people oh, like that. on the ground floor of stuff that still have interest in in these kind of things that are still part of these unions that are also striking so like basically nothing's happening david touched on this briefly but one of the most egregious things that's come out of this is a quote where they, so this is from a news article on deadline.com. And they did not name the executive that said this, probably for good reason. It's Bob Iger. He would be like everything yeah. <laughs> on the internet has been, I don't know how they came to that it's, conclusion. So maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. everything on the internet has been saying it's Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, who said this quote allegedly it is Bob Iger. That's all. That's what I've seen too. Like everybody keeps saying it's Bob because apparently like a couple of actors have called him out directly in, in some videos that they've been making. Sean Gunn was one of them. And that was a yeah, funny Sean one to Gunn, watch. Yeah. Uh, so the, the quote that I want to read you is from deadline. They said that they interviewed an executive and they just put this quote in here without attribution quote. The end game is to allow things to drag on until union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses. And then apparently another insider called it a cruel but necessary evil. And this is all from that deadline article. And that is a 
an insane thing to say. Yeah. Like an insane thing to say. Just be like, well, eventually they'll stop because they'll run out of money and they won't, they'll be homeless. Like, At some point they'll need to eat and uh, I can wait till then. <laughs> right. I, I can wait till then because I gave myself a hundred million dollar bonus this year. Right. Yeah. Easy for someone to say when they're not with us 3.4 billion. Yeah. So it's, it's tough, man. And I don't, and both sides are like that. They're like, we're not backing down. There has been zero, as of the recording of this episode, there has been zero negotiations on either side. There are demands from SAG and this, uh, screenwriters guild, but there have been no negotiations between parties because the executives are unwilling to budge on anything. Have you guys seen uh, some of uh, Adam Conover's videos that he's posted on Twitter? I've been watching all of his stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He, I, I have very mixed feelings about him personally, but a lot of the information that he's putting out there is I, I, I have found very interesting about this. I mean, he's a, a significant part of the Writers Guild and seems to have a good knowledge of what what's going on and everything yeah it's it's very a shame that that the heads of these organizations not the guilds the the production organizations are so callous and up their own butt (laughs) about this like i'm not saying they have to necessarily give everything to a worker that they ever ask for that that would be ridiculous there, there does need to be discussion and give and take on both sides in any of these kinds of scenarios. However, to have to say out loud, let alone internally think, I'm going to starve them out. I mean, this isn't literally war. Like you're, you're not trying to kill an enemy. You're. This should be a restitution of allies. I mean, like we're trying to get back together so we can continue doing what we love, which is producing this content. And instead, it's become a siege warfare kind of situation, which is not good. Yeah. There, it's obviously a problem. And people, this is happening in like every industry too, where people are kind of waking up and saying, hey, look, like workers don't get paid enough. Like the people at the top are taking so much money. And like the people that are actually doing the work or not. And this is just another example of it. And I'm glad people are talking about it. And I think that like with my generation and y'all's generation, this is something that people are starting to like realize because and I'm not going to make this like a, a big thing, but the older generation, like they're still most of them are still in power, like and they got to where they are and things have kind of changed in the economy and especially with like these industries like the the money gap of like who's making the money has gotten wider and wider and i'm not necessarily pro government doing something about it but i am happy to see like the people the actual workers like standing up for themselves and saying hey look like we deserve to be paid fairly for what we're doing especially you know with the way the economy is going like we're all feeling it like things are <laughs> things are crazy expensive now and it doesn't help when the people at the top are giving themselves like these giant bonuses and like the people at the bottom are not. So yeah. And you're struggling I think to I, have a I'm, peanut butter sandwich for each meal. I mean, exactly. Yeah, that, exactly. It's a big disparity. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I hope, I hope things work out for them because the stuff that they're saying, like 
that's terrible. And there was another uh, quote from Robert Iger basically saying like, that's um, un- like unrealistic standards and like, you know, they don't. And I don't know if you actually said that one or not, but he basically just said like their demands are unrealistic and disturbing. And I'm like, unrealistic to want to be paid. I don't know. Like he makes like $70,000 a day and the average Hollywood writer makes like $69,000 a year. So like, I don't know. I don't think that's unrealistic. I think that's I just, know. I, I can the at least sort of to see why eat. you would say things like that. And I'm not defending him, but just that yeah. statement makes sense for someone in his position to say, because he can't just be like, Oh yeah, this isn't a problem. And then not give into it. That, that just doesn't make any sense. Uh, but yeah, he kind of has to be PR, that way. Well, I would think more of a PR way to handle that is saying we value our writers and we're working, you know, with them to find a solution. Oh, right. Rather than say these guys are idiots, they're unrealistic standards. Like, I don't but know. That would that be a good like PR, PR way to PR say answer, it at least. if you were actually working with them. But when everyone knows you're not because the, the guild members are screaming at the top of their lungs, hey, they won't even come back to the table. You, yeah. you can't and say something already like said, that because you just sound stupid. Yeah. And when you've already said they're probably going to lose their houses because that's <laughs> what's going to happen before we negotiate. It's kind of hard to back yourself out of that. Yeah. How did you guys see the Ron Perlman video? Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness, dude. Ron Perlman straight up made a TikTok or reel or something posted on Twitter and TikTok. He's like straight up. He's just talking to the camera right now. I'm like picturing him in Hellboy yeah. makeup going to these executives yeah. homes. <laughs> well, the main takeaway from the video was a quote from him that was something along the lines of there's more, more than one way to lose a house. <laughs> it's it's kind of terrifying. Um, he very, very, very strongly implies like, you know, houses can burn down too. <laughs> yeah so that was a little scary um yeah this is this is rough uh i've also been trying to figure out like as content consumers like what is our role in this and a lot of the things that i've been seeing is uh like statements from sag the screen uh, screen actors guild is a lot of along the lines of like the content that's already made you should definitely go see it. You should be consuming the content that is out because that will show the producers and these studios that there is a need for this content and that people are going to be seeing it and it's going to make money. Um, and, and that's going to help a little bit as far as showing the need for this culturally. But I, I think the basic premise of it is definitely support the people that made the movies already. Like we need to be helping support it in that way to show its importance rather than just boycotting the stuff that's not made because then the, the executives in the studios can come back and be like, well, nobody saw Barbie. Like everyone boycotted Barbie. So why would we pay you guys more when nobody's even going to see these movies? Yeah, yeah that part makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I will definitely be showing my support for Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> And Oppenheimer. And Oppenheimer. I, yeah. I will probably show support for Oppenheimer. I still don't understand why people are David, so interested in Barbie movie. Come on, man. The other downside it's, to this as a viewer Robbie and- of, this, of this content is that we won't be getting any like post-movie press 
interviews from Killian Murphy or Ryan Gosling or uh, Margot Robbie. Nothing more than we've already gotten. But like, and movies that are like, like actors, still coming out in the near future, yeah, like, like Blue, uh, Blue Beetle, uh, Zolo. I can't pronounce his name, but the the main guy isn't doing any promoting for it because he can't as a right so the the pre-promotion as well is just not going to happen so pay attention to what movies might be coming out soon because you might not notice if you don't really look for it and actors aren't even appearing on red carpets yeah. like there is no red carpet premieres they're not allowed to so even if they wanted to um which most of them don't so really interesting stuff it's gonna you know we talked about this a couple months ago it feels like now yeah it um, was uh, i think it was in may that we had the, yeah, when the first, first episode started, we yep. talked about it so i'm definitely gonna be interested to see where this goes and i hope it does not come to people starting to lose their homes yeah the the last thing we had on here was a, a list of emmy nominations and i don't know that we really want to go through <laughs> all of those but i did have a question no. In in light of the the SAG strike, can they go to the Emmys? Like, is that a? It's not a paid gig, right? Or is it? I mean, I don't. Is that something <sighs> they, they can I go to? They no, that's a really good question. With like clothing brands, so they're not on strike and against clothing would, brands, though. That well, wouldn't count as a strike. premiere, but it would count as like a red carpet event, right? Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know how they would do it because it's not a promotion technically but yeah that's a really good question i don't know how they're going to do that well yeah that's yeah i don't i don't i don't even know what to think about that it's going to be interesting to see maybe maybe nothing happens and everything just operates the way it normally would then i'm worried about nothing here but uh I, on the bright side the the only real nominee i care about is uh outstanding guest actor in a drama series on the last of us uh, from uh, say, uh, for the character Sam Burl, uh, played by Kevon Montreal Woodard, uh, we talked about him in our review of the couple episodes that he's in of The Last of Us that's on our Patreon, and he did fantastic. Also, I think he could go even if no one else could because he's a little kid and he's probably not part of the Screen Guild. And this was his first <laughs> acting gig. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's absolutely part of the Screen Actors Guild. He wouldn't yeah. have been able to work on the show if he wasn't. He wasn't an actor. Like they went and found him on Twitter, like to put in. So like before he could actually do anything, he had to sign up with the guild. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's a union thing. He would have had to have been part of the SAG uh, stuff, but yeah, I put these articles on here because I was like, we should go through some Emmy nominations. And I was like, actually the only thing I care about is uh, all the nominations that last of us got. 24 awards nominations uh, for almost all of the recurring actors and guest actors on the show have been nominated as well as stuff like outstanding writing uh, for a drama series, makeup, main title design, sound mixing, uh, hairstyling, like so many nominations. And I thought we should mention that since we did a last of us uh, segment on the show. And also the jury duty <laughs> show was nominated for four awards, including Good. outstanding casting for a comedy, outstanding comedy series, outstanding writing for a comedy. And then um, James Marston was uh, nominated for outstanding supporting actor. So since we've reviewed those before, I figured we would shout those out because that's that's some cool stuff. Yeah, that's cool. I like it. 
and not that we needed to, because uh, we didn't really do any downers this episode. But I don't know the, stri- uh, the David the found- strike one was kind of a downer. Yeah, that was kind of a downer. Uh, but David did find us a really good, a really good feel good story uh, to end this episode on. Which I really enjoyed reading. Uh, yeah, so so there was a sailor who has been stranded at sea for three months with his dog, and he was quite literally randomly found and then subsequently saved. Uh, so he, his name is Tim Shattuck. He is fifty one. And his dog's name is Bella. Uh, and they left La Paz, Mexico three months ago and got stuck in a storm that wiped out his electronics. So he was basically didn't have a way to navigate or know where he was going. So he's just been kind of like randomly floating around in the Pacific Ocean. And he just happened to be seen by a helicopter that was flying out to another another boat i think like a totally different thing that was happening out in the pacific and just noticed hey there's this white catamaran out there that doesn't seem like it should be here what's going on with that so they went on did their thing later sent back because that was like a week ago uh later sent back someone and found them and it turned out yeah they, they, they this guy was just stranded out in the middle of the ocean for three months and has been living literally off of rainwater and eating raw fish and yeah, the, the experts in the article are saying, actually, they think it's probably the reason he survived is because he had a dog with him. Not because the dog did anything. I mean, he was having to care for the dog, but that is actually probably what kept him going was the fact that he had companionship and he had a purpose, which was feeding himself and the dog every day. And so he was able to find the resilience for three months to drink rainwater in the ocean, in the heat, when you're sweating out liters of water a day, somehow have enough rainwater to survive you and the dog and catch enough fish to survive you and the dog for three months. So that's a a triumph of the human spirit and is just fantastic that he was randomly like a needle in a haystack found by this helicopter and then subsequently saved. Uh, So that's, that's really cool. I've never, we we hear stories of people getting lost at sea and then you never hear from them again, but very rarely do people disappear and then are randomly found. So that was cool. Yeah. Dog was his Wilson. Yeah. A real life castaway story. Mm-hmm. I do want to add cool. that the, when they picked him up and he finally got rescued by whatever boat went out and, and got him, they his said he was uh, leave him and marry someone else. That was, I don't know, actually. uh, Oh, that might be the next news story. Unfortunately, no, I'm sure. I'm sure that didn't happen. Uh, very cool that he had his, his dog Bella and that that was kind of his motivation. Um, and also that the doctors that came to check him out when they like pulled him into the shore said that he was in relatively good health for being on a boat for three months. And like, so was the dog, which was amazing. So, uh, really loved that story and super, super cool that Tim and Bella made it back safely. Agree. Awesome story. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, this July news episode of amateur hour. If you ever want to get in contact with us and like suggest a really good news story that we should cover, perhaps you can email us info at amateurhourpod.com. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at amateur underscore pod. 
And if you like what we do here so much that you would like to financially help us continue to produce this podcast, you can do that over at patreon.com slash amateur hour pod. I also want to throw out here, if you do something really interesting, a job that maybe we, you haven't heard us interview someone in this kind of field before, that's one of our biggest passions for doing this podcast is to get to interview people in really unique uh, career paths to try to shed some light on it, uh, maybe for someone who would like to be in that career path themselves. Please reach out to us. Uh, seriously, we, we love to get more people in here with unique takes on their career and takes on life and that kind of thing. So uh, definitely reach out to us at either uh, email or any of our social medias. And if you're not like a rocket scientist or uh, save people from cults, or you were not on the America's most wanted, don't worry about that. We still want to hear. From we you. still want to talk to you. Unless your job <laughs> is boring. <laughs> and most importantly, guys, share this episode or any of our other episodes that you really enjoy with a friend of yours, with a family member, with that weird cousin that you barely talk to, but you guys text every once in a while, just like send them an episode of our show it would really help us out and uh make sure you're taking that amateur hour pledge that means that if this is your first episode congratulations this was your freebie if not if this is your second episode you owe us a little something called a click on that subscribe button and that's all that's really all we're asking for it's all we're asking for it's pretty simple pretty simple i mean it doesn't really get more simple Mm -mm. We're, we're still waiting if you've you taken heard the that amateur yet. hour pledge <laughs> and want to help even more but can't help financially, please give us a review on whatever podcast app you're on. That, that helps the algorithm a lot. It'll help us get more uh, exposure out there, which makes us grow and allows us to bring new cool episodes to you. Uh, so, yeah, any, anything you can do in that vein, we really appreciate Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next see time. You. See you. Bye, guys. Enough. Amateur hour is over.